Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Jim joining us from the Twin Cities, but he joined us from uh, right out here. Uh, yesterday, came out to play in the third annual KWLM Pro-Am. Jim, uh, I hope you enjoyed the day while you were out here. I will always remember that one time I made contact. <laughs> it was kind of a tough day. I didn't play especially well uh, myself, but it's it's a challenging golf course, that little crow, isn't it? It is, uh, and... What I like about it is it's really pretty, number mm-hmm. one. It's challenging, but it doesn't, other than maybe the time that they put a tree in the fairway, uh, <laughs> the rest of the course is hard, but it's not like unfair. It's just hard. Yeah, yeah, that's right. just a tough course to play, and yeah. we had uh, some good food and so forth and, and good fellowship. So thanks again for coming out. We always enjoy it. Enjoyed it. You. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about this uh, business opportunity here for Nafisa Collier and Brianna Stewart. They're going to try and crank up a, a women's offseason league. Yes, uh, it's a it's a great idea. It's probably the right time for it, um, and they're going to do a couple of things. First of all, um, you know, it used to be that Lindsey Whalen, Sylvia Fowles, Maya Moore, they made their big money overseas, mm-hmm. and then they played in the WNBA because they wanted to play in the WNBA, but it wasn't very lucrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, with their, you know, what the WNBA is as it's, the WNBA is growing and trying to uh, avoid things like Brittany Griner being detained in Russia, trying to avoid the wear and tear that can really mess up. Uh, you know, nobody's ever admitted this to me, but I still think that Maya Moore, part one of the reasons Maya Moore left the WNBA was burnout, physical and mental burnout. She's playing year-round as a superstar and doing all the interviews, and, and I just think, you know, she was looking for something different, and she ended up finding something very admirable to do. Um, but, you know, player and a lot of players have missed the beginning of that WNBA season because they're, they're overseas team went to the playoffs where they missed the beginning of the WNBA season because they were having to recover from an injury. Uh, so, so the WNBA wants players to be in market, as they say, more often they want to start seasons with the full squad, uh, but they haven't really provided a way for, and, and the salaries have gone up, but they haven't gone up to what it used to be when you speak, these players used to go away, make a million dollars in the off season. Yeah. So Collier and Brianna Stewart are trying to start a local, uh, a, an American-based league that will be a complement to the WNBA season. Will allow players to make money, uh, you know, to and to play something other than just full court five-on-five basketball. They're going to do three-on-three, they're going to do special events, some gimmicky stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, you know, who knows if it's going to work, but it's a great idea. Yeah, and you know, uh, not a bad way, not a, a bad place to spend January through March in Miami, right. which is yeah. where it's going to be based on there. Boy, Collier really branching out. Her game has blossomed uh, this year, and and now a business person as well. She's she's really becoming a franchise player. She is, and I'm writing about that for the Sunday paper. She, this is you know she's gone very quickly. She's gone from being a nice complimentary player to being somebody who seems to be on the path for superstardom and who is willing to use it uh, in all kinds of different ways. Yeah, good luck to her. Hope that goes uh, that goes well for them. Uh, the NBA Summer League getting underway. Chet Holmgren is back in healthy, a Minnesota kid who, uh, you know, he's not quite Victor Wembanyama, except he's fairly close to the same height. Imagine being 7-1 and looking up to a guy like he would to Wembanyama. But uh, the Summer League, it's, it's a lot of guys who won't necessarily be on NBA rosters this year. What do teams get out of it? It's just a good developmental process. Um, it's a good place to have young players get some game experience against pros instead of college players. It's uh, it's a good marketing thing. I mean, last year, uh, 
people were going crazy over the Timberwolves summer league games because they, you know, felt like, hey, this is our first chance to see them. It's, it, it, you know, it, it's really just good marketing more than anything else. Uh, obviously, if there, if the summer league didn't exist, NBA teams would still find a way to develop their guys, and they would still everybody still be on equal footing. This really just kind of gives the gives the fan uh, a way of being excited about the NBA during the summer. You know, like somebody like Minot is going to probably do spectacular things and people are getting really excited about him. Who knows if that translates to him playing much or well in the NBA this year and the coming years, but it does get people excited. Yeah. And, and uh, apparently Wembenyama didn't read the statement that said, don't have your bodyguards backhand Britney Spears. <sighs> he messed that wow. part of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what story? Uh, Wembenyama seems like a really, really polished, cool young guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but, you know, yet if you're going to hire security, you're responsible for your security. And good Lord, I don't know if the average Minnesotan understands how big a deal Britney Spears is in Vegas. Um, she's one of those people who she was a star, and then she went to Vegas, and then she built a residency, and she is one of the biggest stars in a place full of stars in Vegas. And when Britney Spears walks up to you or your security detail, you should say, yes, Miss Spears, what can we do for you? Not uh, if it and doesn't. They shouldn't get be physical with anybody. Right. But the idea that they're physical with Britney Spears, who should be instantly recognizable, is absolutely bonkers. Yeah, just a little uncaring and cavalier, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, you know, But not. Uh, it didn't sound like it was malicious in any way. Uh, certainly, let's hope it all blows over. You don't want this to be kind of follow Wembenyama around a little bit. No, and I, I, my guess is, yeah, I really don't think he had anything to do with it. Yeah. You know, one thing about security guards, security guards, kind of want to prove that they're they have value they yeah. want to prove that they can they can be the tough guy or they can protect someone you're going to be really careful when you hire somebody who is going to be in a position where they might want to use physicality yeah uh so summer league getting under underway uh, uh this week for the timberwolves uh your column uh, that came out actually uh yesterday or was it uh last night perhaps uh kind of late so you you left the uh, uh the golf tournament and went and wrote a nice column about uh, twins pitching coach pete mackey Actually, I wrote that Wednesday night, knowing that I was going to be busy on Thursday. Uh, had a, I had a long talk with Pete earlier this week. And, you know, for context, first year as the Twins pitching coach, and they have the best ERA in Major League Baseball. They have the most starting pitchers in Major League Baseball, despite a bunch of injuries, let's not forget. Uh, Tyler Malley, Jorge, you know, Lopez, Thielbar, uh, um, uh, um you know, Brock Stewart, who was spectacular. I mean, they've had a lot of injuries, and they have still been excellent. Uh, and Pete's a different guy. He's uh, really into music. He carries a guitar around with him. He plays piano. And, you know, I thought it was fun talking to him about his musical influences and the fact that he views uh, music and teaching pitching to be fairly similar, where you have to rely on fundamentals, but, you know, there's, as he put it, the, the magic and the fun is finding, you know, how do you extend those fundamentals to something creative that kind of makes you better than the other people? Yeah, and, and that's great. I mean, there are professional organizations, they don't want you to be good at something else because they're afraid it'll be a distraction. Yeah, and the, these twins are not like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocco's big into music. Um, you know, Pete Mackey is big into music. They were at concerts together on the road. You know, the idea that 
yeah, I think I think one fan concept is, hey, we're paying you a lot of money. You got to be single minded. Well, being single minded doesn't necessarily make you better no. at what you do. Uh, it actually, especially in baseball, you got to find a way to get away from it. You got to be able to put it aside and have a life outside baseball. So when you show up at the ballpark, you're refreshed. And Pete talked about that. You know, he said he, he said playing the guitar even for five minutes in my hotel room before I go to the ballpark. It brings me back to as he put it, brings me back to zero. It kind of hits the reset button. So you go with, and he's, you know. This is not Bobby. You know, Bobby Knight could not have survived as a pro coach. You can't just scream at your guys every day in the pros and have that work. There has to be some some uh, humanity there for somebody to survive a long season. This was the first year of the Major League Baseball draft lottery, correct? Yes, uh, very interesting, and I, I think it makes it a little more intriguing. It, another thing, it's another thing that brings marketing into play. Mm-hmm. I mean. So many t- leagues now are copying the NFL. Um, or, or they're either co- copying the NFL's ability to promote everything that they do in their off season, and they're realizing that the lottery, uh, the NBA, has made the lottery an event in of itself. You know, all these leagues are are just discovering that. And I've told Cheryl Reeve that the, the the WNBA needs to capitalize on this. Some leagues are more popular during their off season than they are, are during the season. Because mm-hmm. A game is a game. You know, you might win, you might lose, you might play horribly, whatever. But the off season, everybody who's a fan of your sport is desperate for content, for action, for intrigue. Why not give it to them 12 months a year instead of six months a year? And the Twins had some good luck, unlike the Timberwolves at times over the years, although the Wolves' luck has gotten better more recently. But, but yeah, moved all the way up to number five from 13. Yes, and uh, and you know the consensus is there's a five-player draft. The Twins are saying it's more like a seven or eight-player draft. So they're going to get one of the better players in this draft. They're they're going to get a player from the top tier in this draft. Now that player might not show up in the major leagues for three to five years. That player might not ever be any good. It's a baseball draft is very difficult to get value, but at least they got a good fighting chance here. Jim, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Thanks. Great, thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.